When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight, uh, it's a full house. We have uh, Rodrigo's in the house. What's up, Rodrigo? What's going on, everyone? What's up, Rudy? And uh, we're joined by Manuel. Is it Olivares? Is that how, what the name? All right. But we know him as Manny. How you doing, Manny? No, I'm doing great. How's everyone doing today? And uh, we're we're all doing good, man. And hopefully, uh, Christian ends up showing up. He said he's running a little late. We'll give him a little crap whenever he joins. But we're here to talk about the Houston Dynamo. Probably not the best time for the Dynamo to an extent. Um, you know, the guys were like, "Oh, we're going to talk about Minnesota." I was like, "There's no point in talking to Minnesota. Like, we we can't waste any more time. Just like the Dynamo continue to lose at home." It hurts. We've been saying that Minnesota, you know, is a good team. They are like top three of our the Western Conference. Um, say whatever you want. They came out. They play without their best player, like you know, MVP candidate being in Bebe Loreno. So they came and whooped us. Uh, you can tell, you know, from from I know Manny, you were there at the game too, and the press conference and all that, and just a better language of, for. Um, Nagamura is just one of like my team kind of sucks uh in the sense of like I, I I don't my depth you know it's weak and my question to you guys again I really don't want to spend a lot of time in Minnesota it's it's kind of like a lost cause to continue to talk about them but just because of this match and you know there's only what 12 games left for the season of the Dynamo We'll start right away, man. You know, hitting it with playoffs are out of reach. Yes or no? Uh, Manny, Rodrigo, whoever wants to start, you know, and and give us your opinion of of why that is. I mean, in in my perspective here, uh, um, I would say it's borderline. Like, if we're going to get in, we're going to get in, like, dead last and probably get knocked out, but you know, right away. So it's kind of pointless uh, at this point. It's just trying to better the season or improve for next year more than anything. See what pieces are going to, you know, click and stay for the next year. But this year, it'll be pointless. You know, if, if we do make the playoffs, great. Maybe we'll we'll get lucky, but most likely we'll get knocked out in the first round. Um yeah, it's it's tough, you know. I think this Minnesota game it would have been a really big three points for the Dynamo now, just to try to get a last, you know, more comfortable playoff push. They did 
everything right in the sense of playing, just not finishing. And obviously, you know, conceding two goals that at home just kind of kills you. Um, yeah, I don't know if your take on that, Manny. Yeah, Manny, what are your thoughts on that, man? Playoffs out of reach this season, yes or no? Oh, as a fan, you know, the just the way how the team is performing, especially the Minnesota game, you kind of feel like, you know, it's this is it, this is it. But, you know, it's MLS. We're still five points away from a playoff berth. Even if you think about it, six points away to be comfortably in the middle of the playoffs. That tells you that it's still wide open. But, of course, the key, the key question is consistency. Do we trust the team enough to get consistent wins? And if you look at the what's left in the season, it's not easy. It's not easy. We have two games with LAFC. We have a lot of most of the teams uh, that are the face are above or ahead of us on top of the table. And so we have to – most of them are away home games as well. So we have to think about that. So – and so many – you know, soon we will talk about a little more about, you know, the transfers and everything, what we added to uh, to help us to reach that berth. But just the way how the team performed on that Saturday, it's how we've been performing mostly the whole season. And that's sad because that's even with Ache Ache, you know, the man who's going to apparently is going to give us get into that playoffs. But it's it's right now it's kind of, it's kind of grim to – there's still positive, there's still there's still chance, but realistically, the way the team is performing, I don't think we'll, we'll hit it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're dead on, dude. There's there's so many games, you know, only five games left of home matches out of the 12. Uh, it's going to, I mean, we, we know that we can't even win at home. You know, that's kind of disappointing. And then... This coming match, I mean, you know, Philadelphia, I believe they're undefeated at home. And, I mean, we've, we played decent at home. We've got three wins. But, I mean, if we beat Philadelphia, I mean, you know, our conversation would change completely. But I'm going to be honest, man, we're getting we're getting whooped in Philadelphia. Like, there's, I don't see how we can win that game. We'll probably lose 2-0. That's my prediction unnecessarily, but... I think that's a scoreline, and, and the Philadelphia just has a team that just works and clicks. And I think that us as Dynamo fans, and before we talk about, you know, Coach Nagamora and all that, um, it goes a lot with basically what's happening in Philadelphia, right? Like, you know, Jim Curtin took over, uh, slowly progressed, and now they're like a top team, you know, whether it basically every, it seems like every every player that they get, that they buy, hits. And then their academy, right? Their academy always provides one or two good players. And we've seen how they've sold some players, you know, whether it be in MLS or they just sell them straight, you know, to Europe being like, you know, Aaron or what's his name? Brandon Aronson and um, McKinney. No, McKenzie, uh, the center back. Uh, So so that's kind of like we – as fans, and I'm sure as the Dynamo, you know, front office and everybody involved, they really want to push to be something like that, right? Like to the Philadelphia or to like a New York Red Bulls. And it's going to take a lot of time because, you know, we, we continue to hit this, this basically this wall that people don't understand how, you know, 
backwards we went for like 10 years, not developing our academy, not, you know, investing in the team, just kind of letting everything die off. But again, we'll push a little bit more on that. But I guess, guys, just if you guys want to go ahead and do a prediction for the Philadelphia match, and then we'll go into the uh, the topic that I kind of just um, rambled on a little bit. I mean, we lost against DC, what, 2-0? DC lost against Philadelphia 7-0. I mean, can we do worse than that? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I think, like, being inconsistent, I feel like it's going to be a really, t- like, close game for the Dynamo. But in the end, I'm sure we'll get that loss. Um I would just say we might get lucky and score a goal, but 3-1 for Philadelphia. Um, We're just going to head back home with, you know, sad faces. (laughs) I think for me, it's going to be the same thing. I think we're going to be losing around. I'm embarrassing scoreline. I'm not going to. It could be a embarrassing scoreline, or it could be we just be just Philadelphia 1, maybe 2-0, 1-0, but Looking at their track record, they're almost almost one of the top teams of shots on on target per match. So if you look at it, you know they're looking about five shots on target per match, and then they create about a lot. About they have created forty one chances in this season. So if Diamond doesn't pick up defensively, which I don't know because the past three four games that. Nagamura always replaces three subs and out of three subs, you know, it's always defenders. So it doesn't look really, <laughs> really positively coming to each game, knowing that, you know, half of your sub is always going to be on defenders. So I think, I think if, if we get a draw, that's like be the best result that Dynamo can get. But I will say three, I'll be probably three, one Dynamo to fill that family. Uh, yeah, I think I think so far, you know, that's how it's going to be. And we welcome Mr. Christian Putalias. That he's a little late, just a tad late. You know, it, it's normal, I guess, is uh, what is it? <laughs> just a little. I'm on, uh, what's it called? Hispanic time? Yeah, basically, man. You're on, <laughs> no, but... you're on Western time. Sorry, you're guys. On... Yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, doing something else. But um, yeah, what I missed about how much the Dynamo. No, started? man. So mm-hmm. honestly, like the. <laughs> The question here is Philadelphia. Just your scoreline prediction. That's it. Oh, we're yeah, we're gonna lose three zero. Three zero. That's it, babe. <laughs> yeah. that, that's it, man. Uh, short and sweet, basically. But so yeah. we'll we'll jump into the next topic, man. And obviously, you know, now now that you're in this this question, is like completely. Uh, what's it called? That we you haven't missed much, so we'll go there. But I wanted to start. You know, obviously, I don't know if you guys were able to get you know or listen to the uh, Pat Onstad interview uh, with Glenn Davis. Uh, Probably one of the best interviews done by a general manager that we've ever had. And, you know, he hit a lot of points on on where the season kind of stands and transfers and stuff like that. So number one, you know, uh, he mentioned Tiago, right? He mentioned how basically the Tiago transfer, which Manny saw there rocking his Tiago shirt. Oh, that hurts, man. But, uh, you know, you, you, you know that he's straightforward. He lets, us, let, he lets the fans know and is very transparent that, you know, that was a mishap. It was a mistake. You know, maybe they should have done better uh, scouting, seeing him live, not just necessarily take recommendations and why not. But 
it's a bad it's a bad um you know transfer and it's bad because you wasted six months of course you didn't waste a ton of money it's a loan you know he won't be back next season or whenever his loan terminates um but how can we do better right i think those uh international spots or u u22 spots are supposed to be for promising stars of course um just like the new pickup that they did you know nelson quiones but before we talk about quiones you know tiago tiago going going bad uh i'll get manny's impression first because before we started uh recording he had some good insight on, on tiago and basically just where he came from you know you know uh I've spoke to Tiago a couple of times, you know, in the locker room and everything, you know. Yeah, you know, young guy, only speak Portuguese, you know. I think off the bat, you know, is that this was uh, even before the uh, Pat Onstad interview, you know, I think it was a move, like, too much, too early in his career, you know, that he should have done. Like, as, uh, as Pat mentioned, you know, it was – and it's not his fault, to be honest, you know. If you were in his shoes, you know, having an opportunity, a lucrative deal to move somewhere, you know, you may you may not for sure have playing time, but you know, that experience, you know, you will take it. But you know, you, you Tiago has, you know, a few moments of, you know, this boy has something, but you know, he's still raw, he's still really raw. And so it's uh it's hard to see, but you know, uh he's still he's pretty young in his career. Maybe uh this could reflect back. You know, something, you know, Flamengo has a good uh, scouting department. They see something in him, maybe, you know, maybe not right now, but maybe down the future, you know. Flamengo has a history. If you look at the trans- past transference records, or even the players they have, you know, they're really, they're really, you could say, hit on the nail with for late bloomers. So even though all their, all their teams are older, but they're still, you know, respect as one of the, Top a uh, top club in Brazil and one of the fear clubs and and Copa Libertadores. You know the players are not in a good age, but you know they're still producing. And so, you know, it's sad to see because you know he didn't get off the bench for 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 Dynamo first team. And this past weekend he getting off the bench for Dynamo those. You know it's you know it's sad to see. It's sad to see for a player, especially a young player, technically unquote unquote wasted a year of his development that he could have, you know, played somewhere else or could have uh, developed at his uh, home club. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, the big issue there too, you know, before we picked them up was that he didn't really have a team. He, he you didn't um, see where he stand with Flamengo, where he was out alone, what, what his contract was. So it was just, an interesting fact of like where did this guy come from, right? Like where did Taquinho uh link came from? Because it seemed that he was similar uh playing style as others. So the fact that Pat Austin said, you know, we we messed up, we didn't give him the tools that he needed to improve, and he was definitely not ready for the MLS job. Um uh so Christian, here you know. There's a lot of players that come from South America, obviously a lot of Argentines, a lot of uh, Colombians that come and, and become uh, stars or just crucial players for their teams. But it seems to me that Brazilians do kind of struggle a little bit 
uh, and the MLS. Uh, and that's that's a fact because if you look, there's not many of them, right? And even when they they, they do struggle, but yes, your thoughts on on the Kino man on on Tiago, I keep tagging you, on Tiago, uh, you know, in, in the fact of like this this being a mistake, and I and I do quotations, but it's a straight fact that Onstad said. Yeah, I mean, uh, funny enough, when you said that, I was actually thinking about the same thing. How. Not a Brazilian players, you know, other than like, I guess you could even say Bato, but then he came from Europe, technically, I guess, um, have actually had, you know, a good run in the MLS. But then if you look at, I mean, not just to single out Argentinians, but like Argentinians, since like early MLS, they have been, not early MLS, but at least I can think of, of like Barros Esqueloto when he came to Columbus Crew, he had a heck of a, a time and that was like in the early 2010s and stuff so i mean they you know they've been doing a good work day as an argentinian for some reason or other they've been acclimated very well uh colombians i can't think of also of any colombians maybe mauro manotas you could say but then again you know can we say that he was like a star player in the mls maybe not he was a star player in the dynamo but then again, it, it's kind of easy to stand out in the dynamo, you know, well, if we're honest. I mean, for Colombians, there has been like, you know, the Chara brothers. There's been yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddy Pedro. There's, there's been a few, uh, it, okay. you know, they translate well. But yeah. You there's... see less. Yeah, you see less players, though. So, I mean, it, it's a good, I mean, it could be a good, uh, I guess I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But, uh, but yeah, Diego, I mean, we are... I mean, what else can we say? You know, I think Pat Pat Onstad basically said everything that we we were suspecting. You know, in the background, we like what we were thinking was like, you know, is is Thiago a Bahamich two point Is he the Brazilian? You know, the Brazilian uh, Bahamich, and it seems like it. You know, it turned out, you know, like that. But the thing, the good thing, I guess we can say, is that. You know, opposite of Bahamich, we didn't buy Thiago. We, you know, we we got him alone. Therefore, you know, the, the risk uh, is not as big as, you know, literally dropping the money off the bat, you know. Uh, so it's, it's a good thing that, you know, we got him alone. It's a bad thing that we were not able to. And he even said, you know, the Dynamo organization kind of failed Thiago, you know, in a way as well. Because when you bring a player, you have to make sure that you give them all the tools to succeed. And the Dynamo as a club did not give him, you know, the tools. But then again, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it helped them realize what they did wrong. And hopefully with Quinones coming in, you know, they don't make the same mistakes. You know, he was talking about how how important it is to bring in a new player like that. And he doesn't know anything about the city, the the league, the language. and But to put him in, maybe to go live with a player, with an older player that has been living here. I'm not saying that he's going to go live with uh, Darwin Quinteros, but, you know, maybe have Darwin Quinteros kind of, you know, take him under his wing a little bit. And, and I mean, he's a young kid. Uh, so, Thiago, yes, maybe a fell. But, you know, as we know, this club is still learning, believe it or not. Like, we we come from, a from you know, Matt Jordan and, and all of that regime where it was not a soccer-oriented, you know, uh, front office, I guess we can say that. Because even, you know, Glenn Davis mentions that a lot. Like non-soccer people were making soccer decisions, which led to the 10 years, you know, over the last history where, you know, the Dynamo have been non-existent in the MLS. 
But, you know, with, with the new guys coming in, at least you see the transparency of them to, you know, of being able to say, like, we, we messed up. You know, we messed up, but we're moving forward and we're making the changes to make the organization better. You know, it's not Matt Jordan again going on to a Glenn Davis show and just talking about three buckets. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's, he's okay with saying, we messed up, I messed up, and we're not going to do that again. And we move forward, you know, it's like, it's one of those things that if you commit a mistake, it's easier for you to own up to it and then just, you know, grow than just kind of stay in the same hole and dig it deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, a lie leads to another lie and not to call Matt Jordan a liar, but, you know, you saw where, where the club ended up and, and they had to dig a pretty huge hole to get it to what we are today. And, and what we are today is not even great either. But, you know, I think we are a lot better now. And this is a good starting point, you know, to, to look up. So, you know, yes. uh, thank you for, I... for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Go right here if you want to add something. Like, I don't get to talk. I don't no, get to no, say no, this. Well, I, was, I, was gonna say... I want to shit on our team, too. <laughs> I had a different question to you, for you. No, but, no. I mean, okay. No, I was just going to, like, the whole thing about failing him. I feel like it was more rust than anything. It was like the fans and everybody we got to sign players i'm sure somebody called them up and like hey i have a guy that could be great for you guys and that could have been the route that they just took because they didn't really you know they got a couple film here and there they didn't really get to go watch them play you know usually like you would want to watch a player at least four or five times before you make a decision and see how he does and I felt this was just rushed. And that's probably the main reason, you know, it kind of failed. Um, the whole project failed. But anyways, what's your question, Rudy? So, yeah, I was just kind of building up on this, right? So we've had heard a lot of uh, chatter about Nagamura out. And, you know, obviously we we try, we're not the smartest people in the room by any means, but we try to keep, you know, a cool, calm and collected way to approach uh, a lot of this, you know, uh, misinformation or just kind of like the, uh, I guess, the passion that comes out of, of fans, which is great to have, but kind of looking at the big picture, right? So with one thing that we had mentioned, you know, um, talking in between each other was how maybe we, the person, apart from Nagamura, right, because the results aren't there, we really need to apply pressure towards uh, Pat Onstad and Asher and you know all those guys making these decisions and it was perfect timing again because the conversation is like oh we failed like at the end of the day the coach just kind of tells the GM what he kind of wants from a player you know what he uh, is looking for a specific position and if the GM doesn't hit on a player then that's really it you know there's so much that a coach can do um, when it comes to it. And so, of course, like Tiago Bahamid, you know, and again, that's not under Pat Onstad, but it's just scenarios that you just don't hit on players and they definitely don't work for your, uh, for what you're wanting them to do. I mean, Bahamid was never going to work in Tab's system because he was a Tab was wanted to pressure high every single time. You know, that's not necessarily the case with uh, Nagamura. Similar tactics, you know, he does expect some pressure. And that wasn't going to work with Tiago, like not having the speed. But Rodrigo, my question to you and uh, leading into this, you know, uh, Colombian kid getting signed, Nelson Quiones, 
and Christian did a good job of kind of mentioning the fact like what can we do to make it better right be you know make this um you don't know if he's going to be a superstar by any means but you want it to be not a a Bahamish 3.0 right you don't want it to be another failed uh transfer um and so one thing that I told Manny it's like the thing that helps Kionis is the fact that um a lot of people speak Spanish and then you obviously have Darwin Quintero that he can you know go under because apparently they're from the same city or whatever and the thing with Tiago is he only had Seca to talk to yes um uh Nagamura speaks Portuguese but how often do we go and like chit chat with our bosses you know on on just normal day-to-day things so Rodrigo I just wanted to see your perspective on that man yeah bringing uh Quinones in you know we've heard good things about the Once Caldas people that they like this player, they think he's going to be successful. But at the same time, hearing what Pat and I'm assuming Nagamura has the same attitude towards um, Thiago, it just brings a lot more pressure for him to do better, to do well, that, you know, we got this guy and now he's going to be gone. Sure, it was alone. And now Quinones is coming in. It does help him that he speaks Spanish, but... I feel like even Portuguese is so close to Spanish that people can communicate, you know. It might just be the player itself that was more shy. I feel like, you know, be, being Colombian, having that that Quintero, um, what do you call it? Um, not the connection. connection Mentorship. The mentor. There you go. That's there what I was go. trying to go. So having that, that will definitely help them out. And then it's just how quickly can he, you know, build a team chemistry and go from there, you know? Yeah. And uh, so again, Kiona, we, we hope for the best for him. And one thing that we, you know, everybody's mentioned the fact of, you know, Tiago was a miss. He was on loan. Kiona is also on loan, I believe. Right. He's on a loan with a, you know, purchase. So, that's beneficial as well too, because if you don't hit on him, then you it's easy for you to get out of it, right? You're not stuck with like this massive contract. Like we know, Sebastian Fer- uh, Ferreira is here for a while, right? No matter what, unless and it's going to be difficult uh, to get rid of him just because of his uh, contract. And that's another great thing that Pat Onset talked about too. You know, he said a lot of this uh, summer transfers that you'll see are all like um, players coming from out of the league because it's more difficult to, uh, you know, send players in the league because of cap uh, regulations, right? So for all of us that wanted like maybe Corey Baird move or players like that, apart from their high salaries, it's going to be very difficult to do. Um, Manny, uh, do you want to add anything on on Kionis, uh, you know, on, on kind of your expectations? You know, yeah, I think that, like what Rigor was saying, now the head, you know, it really depends on the player's determination to make an impact on the team. You know, uh, like, you don't see, for instance, I'll give a real quick example. You know, you don't see that with uh, Mikael and Dynamo Dos or Paul Lima, you know, the, from Portugal and Brazilian, but yet they're just amazing on the Dynamo Dos. That's because of, you know, their hunger and their, you know, you know, they only speak Portuguese and some English. Well, Paulo, Paulo Lima speaks a lot of English, but, you know, just their hunger and trying to work for the team. You know, at the end of the day, you, there's only one language on the field, which is soccer, football. 
So you got to know and know the system. So I believe, you know, if uh, what Pat said, you know, he's trying to right his wrongs, you know, trying with his transfer. But at the end of the day, you know, he's still a young kid. Still could be raw, could be a lot of potential. Maybe he uh, sets the world on fire with Dynamo. Maybe not. Maybe he has a, a good impact. Maybe not the strong impact. Maybe fans will want. But, you know, if he has a good impact the first season, uh, we can see that. Uh, Is that maybe... Batman back there? I'm sorry. I got distracted <laughs> by Batman. Anyway, <laughs> he's like, I am the defender of the salmon. <laughs> Rodrigo said he was he was baking some salmon for the dogs. And I was oh, like, I just saw a little shadow. I'm like, what the heck? And then <laughs> That's Kiona's man. He's, he's, he's watching out for the background. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. But uh, no, I know. I think I think we all kind of have high hopes for this guy more than anything for us to start hitting on some players. Definitely going to take a bit. Uh, I don't know if there'll be any more transfers happening this um, summer. So what we you know we kind of we'll move on to a topic that I believe we hit like a couple weeks ago that was about. Um, basically off-season moves, right? And and we'll move into the fact that some, there, you know, some questions that were asked uh, was relating to, like, out of all the players leaving or, you know, set to leave because of contract, um, um, what is it called? They, um... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm blanking on the thing. Oh, man. Their, their contract renewed. Expired, man. Expired. Yeah, exactly. They're, uh... Which well, I'll give you. You know, maybe there's a list that you guys may have, or you guys remember from listening to the, you know, or listening or being a part of the podcast when we did oh, that seven one three. Basically, how you keep seven? Just one player that for sure you'll keep. You will start with uh, Christian since Rodrigo walked out. Just the one player. Uh, like, um, I can't remember. Uh... Okay. Uh, like, I think I think it was like Lundy. Lundy. Lundy for sure. Yeah, I think it. Um, here, let me look for the list. I'll, I'll look it up. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. these are, I think I okay. I think I remember on the top of my head who I would keep. I think it was Lundy. Obviously, what Steve Clark doesn't go in that list. Y'all um, uh, y'all what's his name? Walk to Hadavi. Yeah, it's kept, yeah, I, I like I like yeah, believe it or not. So what? I mean, here, I'll, I'll tell you the ones that are supposed to contract ends this year. So you had Ian Hoffman, which man, I just he's, he's that back. alone. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Quintero, you have Valentin, you have Pasher, you have Fafa Pico, you have Lundy, Steres, Seren, Seca, Griffin Dorsey, Marcelo Palomino. Tiago, that's a given. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, Sam Junkwa. And yeah, that's it. So, which one of those players would you own, like the only one you will keep? I think you said. You want me to repeat it again? Uh, yeah, read, read it again because there was one name. That, that so, it's DQ, 
Valentin. No. no. Pasher. Pasher. I would keep Pasher. Really? Just because, just, well, I mean, out of that list. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, Lenny was on that list, but that's it for sure. Uh, but I think out of everybody there, I think Pasher has the most upside. Okay. And just because, just because we've seen good things from Pasher. So we know there's something in there. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, honestly, from anybody else, I I, I can't. There's nothing that I'll be like, oh well, you know. I mean, I could say Seca. You know, he he had good games. Uh, I, I don't think you mentioned Dorsey. That's I did. You know, yeah. he's. I, I don't know if he's still like Generation Adidas uh, money. But his his contract no. still yeah. No, but his contract no. is still up. Um. So yeah, I guess now we have to pay it since it we'll, we'll keep you with Pasher. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I'll do Pasher. Who are you thinking? Like out of and again, again, is DQ, Valentin, Pasher, Fafa, Lundy, Stedes, Seren, Seca, Dorsey, Palomino. We won't say Tiago too much often, and then Sam Bianqua are the the ones remaining. So, what one player you would keep, man? First, I guess <laughs> he didn't really mention a name there. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know. Building upon sounds kind of stupid, but like um, DQ, you know, Quintero. I feel like it'll be a smart choice just so we can lay a solid ground for the future guys. You know, if, if Quinones, Quinones, if he does well, then I, I would think. That'll be his mentor. And hey, I mean, DQ is only going to be 35 years old, man. We had Bonnie that was like, I mean, we had Minor Figueroa that was like 37. You know, he's still young. But Figueroa was a beast. <laughs> but Quintero like plays was, well, though. Like, Quintero has a lot of watch him play, and he looks like, a, he you know. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. Well, I mean, here's All right, they, they, we'll keep going. We'll keep going because <laughs> this is going to love. But no, I, anyway, I mean, he's a good player. I just, I wouldn't keep him on my team. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. That you, you pick, you pick. Passion. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pick passion. That's it. I'm, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> if we're looking at the future and what the future is gonna hold, I would also think Palomino would be your guy, just because he's doing so well with the Dynamo Dos that he's gonna bring those guys. Not, not a lot of people are gonna agree with that, but I feel like he is gonna be like a game changer. You know, <laughs> whatever, guys. Screw you. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about you, Manny? Who are you taking out of all that? Man, I was, I was hoping Rodrigo would say Lundy because now I'm, like, torn with three people. I'm torn with uh, Lundy because he's been constant, consistent. Well, I feel Lundy's a given. I, that's, that's yeah, I know. Point. I love it's a given, but, but no one said it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I was gonna say Lundy. I think out of all of them, well, we gotta take out. We gotta take out Lundy because he, right, take, 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 take out Lundy. Lundy. All right, but, so uh, here, okay, here's better. DQ, Pasher, Papa, Seca. Those those four. Who are you keeping? That's for you only, Manny. You didn't mention Seden, bro. That was okay. Fine, Seden. We'll throw Seden. Nah, nah. I just want to mess with you. Nah, I'll keep Seca. I'll keep Seca. Reason why? Reason why, who's behind Zeko? Okay. It's uh, Dorsey and Valentin. Yeah. Valentin has only played, what, one game for the U.S. Open Cup? And then you have Dorsey. And Dorsey, last game, frustrated me so much. There's a reason why I prefer Dor- Zeko. Because uh, the crosses, 
you know, he's not he's he's not like the perfect crosser, but he knows how to get a person in a good cross in the clutch time. And also that just constant pressure that helps relieve Quintero if he's on the wing to be more in the middle. So even though he's not the perfect defensive fullback, but he offers so much in attacking. Maybe he's not like, you know, Alexander Arnold of Liverpool, you know, crossing those balls and getting those goals in. But he does something what no other right back has been in so far in this season. So that's my pick. That's a, that's a good pick. I mean, I kind of agree with that. And you know what? Next time you talk to Seca, ask him how the hell he got that Seca name because I don't see it in his name. How does they come up with Seca? So that man, hey, I, I got called Hulk, man. Why you got Hulk for his nickname, man? Well, because he uh, looks like Luke Ferrigno. I get that one. Like he kind of looks like a Hulk, but I don't know Seca, bro. So we we need to find out. You need to find out. That's that's your uh, challenge. Two missions. Yeah, for real, man. We need to find out. But uh. All right, let me see. I have another one written down. Okay. What about so, what about you, Rudy? Oh, Who's I said Lundy. Lundy. I'll keep oh, Lundy for sure. Yeah. Like if if they tell ah, me like this is what the game is now. Pick well, another one. <laughs> then then I'll keep. You know what? I'll keep Sedan. I'll keep that. Now make it, man. Say man. He's half Salvadorian, half Brazilian, man. Sometimes, man. Sometimes he plays out of his skin. <laughs> hey, you need somebody so, that like practices well and shows up every now and every 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 tenth game. He'll show up to play well. Yeah. You just but, need experience uh, <laughs> and uh, the roughness he brings, man. The yellow card, man, brings up brings up character. I still think that we're missing, you know, the whole Salvadoran. I mean, there's so many Salvadorans here in Houston. We need to have, like, pupusas and stuff like, you know, like uh, Los Angeles does, you know. Like, we're not taking well, advantage of that. And you know what? I, actually, what I was thinking, too, Montreal. Montreal comes to play, um, you know, a couple weeks from now. Kyoto's going to be back. Watch. There's going to be a lot of Hondurans just, you know, trying to watch Kyoto play because that's, you know, that's the guy that represents our country and he played well for us. But I wish it would kind of, you know, there's Pupusa as a something, man. Or was that? Was that uh, what were you saying? Zamate. I was going to say Zamate, some uh, Choripan, or they could have some, what is that? Fijoli, Brazilian. Thingy that they oh fishwada yeah there you go come on man like they're they're slacking like they, we have so many good restaurants that we can we can have a couple food uh food trucks out there every single well day. Uh, they they're having a uh a, a Brazilian night a Brazilian yeah heritage one, night. one game so they'll, probably, they'll probably have uh they never had an Argentinian heritage night but you know I don't know what it is. That's what I'm saying, man. They need to push for it. We need to get some chili pan. We have to get some. I think chili panas are so easy to make, bro. Wait, what's that pizza one? The cheese pizza with onions? It has a name. La Fugaceta. There you go. Every time I see that, I start like, me estoy babiando. Tú sabes? Un poco de hambre. But, um, all right, guys. So, this is the the last topic that we'll hit on. And, and, you know, obviously, again, we've already are two-thirds into the season for the Dynamo. So, Christian, we'll we'll start with you, but it's a it's a two part question, and and it's basically goes which has been the uh, best player of the season for you, and who's been the worst player of the season for you. Damn. Yeah. So, um. Well. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess the best player, I guess, in my opinion, our goalkeeper has saved us from so many losses. Um. I could maybe mention another couple names, but I'm not going to say them. But um, I think, yeah, Steve, I think Stephen Clark or Steve Clark has brought 
something something extra in that back line. I think he he brought a little peace of mind. Even even when we had Joe Willis, you know, like Joe Willis, every once in a while, you were like, what, what, what's going on? And now in Nashville, he's killing it. We're like, well, you know, the, the, the potential was there. We should have kept him, honestly. But, you know, uh, Matt Jordan is going to Matt Jordan. You know what I mean? Hey, we got we so, got static balancing out of that. Aren't you aren't we yeah, happy? Yeah. I mean, uh. yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I guess <laughs> a third string right back. But you know what I mean? Um but yeah, see, I would say Steve Clark. I think he has been the most consistent player in our in our team. Obviously, the, if he makes a mistake, uh, being the goalkeeper is going to show tremendously because obviously it, it becomes a goal. But I think his mistakes are very minimal. And hey, be, before you before you go to the second one, let's just let's just keep the the uh, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best the one. positive flow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, Rodrigo, who's who's your uh, you know, I guess you're the best player, your favorite player of this season so far. Favorite player? I don't, you know, I tell you, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the best player we've had so far on the field, and, you know, the the stats can back it up, is going to be Quintero. I think every time he steps on the field, there's always something positive going on. I know Kurt, Kristen over there is like, man, get this guy off the field, keep him on the bench, like tab. No, no, no. no, no, <laughs> no he's no, definitely no. your best player. I mean, he has what seven goals, two assists. Yeah. Uh, kind of does a little bit of everything here, defensive wise. Not not as much as we would like to, but sometimes it feels like he doesn't really need to if he's providing more on the attack side. What about you, Manny? Who's your uh, the best player so far for the season? Uh, I'll go with Christian on this. It'll be Steve Clark, man. Steve Clark, I think if it wasn't for him, I think we'll be dead last. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be lying. We're going to be dead last like we were last season. Steve Clark just organizes defense a lot. That's why we, I think that's why we get better performance out of, like, maybe from Parker, teenage, and even uh, – Lundy, man. Lundy will just his performance this year. I think just the confidence he has in that back line changes. Maybe that's why we get, always get that. Maybe the odd clean sheet. We're like, okay, why is this clean sheet out of nowhere? Just because his confidence. He keeps pushing his defense to and the, the team just to organize better. He's a natural leader just to in his team. And you can tell that in the locker room. You can tell that how he acts. Just not on, on the pitch, but off the pitch. He just has his charisma. It's like, hey, no, we got to do this better. And then he shows on the pitch, man, just the blocks. And the, and the saves is just like – and the distribution on the ball, you know, to spread the game, keep the game active for, for the team. I would say he is, but uh, a lot of people would look at the forwards or the attacking midfielders more as they're playing the year. But for me, I think for him, for me, he's tripping the play of the season. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'll be the controversial one, and I'll say Corey Baird. Yeah, he – no, I'm, I'm messing. Uh, definitely. <laughs> 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 What's going on here? Uh, you've been punked. Uh, no, yeah. I was kind of definitely pushing toward Lundy. Uh, you know, Adam has played very well. Um, you know, he has five assists. He's won like a couple or maybe just one team of the match and stuff like that. But honestly, I- I'm going to stick with Sebastian Ferreira. Has he been everything we wanted? No. He has seven goals in the season, but he has like no service. It's, it's incredible too, you know. When you look at how many shots he has and opportunities on goal, the dude has gotten 
some of the craziest finishes. I mean, apart from that goal from half field, he's had that crazy header. Was it against Orlando that he hit that? I can't remember, but he, no, it wasn't Orlando, somebody else. But, you know, stuff like that, that it's like, it's incredible the way that he's able to finish. And I still believe that he's going to get to 15 goals. Uh, he's obviously has, you know, a, a bit to go with 12 games left, but I, I, I think he'll be my, my top player. And, and again, it, it's it definitely going to be uh, a guy that a lot of people may not agree with, but we'll start now with the worst player. So Christian, uh, you want to start or you want me to jump in somewhere else? It's I mean, I have it, but I think all we're right. all going to be in the same boat. All right, sounds good. Um, no, no, no. I mean, so yeah. yeah, you can get us started, man. Who, who, in your opinion, has been the worst player in two thirds of the season? So the way that the way that I'm going about this is, you know, like what we expect from this from a player, right? So like, ever obviously, every single player has an expectation of where, given, you know, given what we spent and given what he produced. You know, like those things should match up, right? Like how much we spend on you and how much you're supposed to be producing for this team. And they should be equal. And I think the, the one of the ones that hasn't, you know, been on that, you know, level has been Corey Baird. Corey Baird, you know, we, we spent a good amount of money on him. I think also that was a Matt Jordan signing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so obviously you, you are not mistaken, my friend. Yeah, so... It's one of those things that you kind of have to, you know, como, like my mom says, like que tratarlo con pinzas porque it's, it's a weird situation, right? But, uh, but yeah, Corey Baird, I mean, coming out of LAFC, rookie of the year, like a, a bunch of little things that, you know, makes you want to think that he has something. And honestly, he, he, in the first year, he had some, you know, explosive, you know, he was like a Tyler Pasha in a way. Uh, we, who could easily go on that, you know, same route, but Tyler Pasha wasn't as expensive as Corey Baird. So Corey Baird being, you know, having the amount of money that he has uh, going into to his name and the nothing that we have seen from him, you know, that we need from him. I think that's my, uh, yeah. After all that, Corey Baird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Rodrigo, what about you, man? You're thinking outside the box, or you're sticking with with that that pick, basically. See, I would stick with that pick, but if we're talking like you're saying, somebody we're paying a lot of money and seeing the impact they make on the field, you already know who I'm gonna say at this point, <laughs> Mister High Five himself. Wait, you're <laughs> telling like that, that saving goal line, you know, uh, you know, play yeah. and player of the match, or I mean. Timo the match is not doing it for you, man. Just one thing. I like I could do that. Um, <laughs> no, man. Like there, there's more that goes into just doing something like that. You know, it's exactly uh, just looking at his his gameplay, like his positioning. Sometimes just off. His supposed to be a captain for the team, but it looks like he lacks communication, or at least what we can see. Don't know if maybe players don't listen to him and that's the player's fault, you know, the teammate's fault, not his. But for the most part, like, you know, it, it's, it's things that just seem defensively that he should be able to improve, like that goal, goal line clearance. Why is 
Ache Ache, you know, going up, trying to play with the ball and try to do something. He should be commanding that back and he should be the one distributing the ball out of the back. I feel like there, there's a lot of lack of le leadership with him. And if he, if we're going to play any kind of system that he belongs in, it's going to have to be like a five back. And that's going to be, you know, Lundy, Seca doing most of the work. And then you have Parker, uh, Teenage, and Stedis or Bartlow helping out. I feel like that's the only way you would keep him or that he'll find some kind of success. Other than that, I feel like it's just a wasted position and a wasted space on the team right now. So, Manny, we'll, we'll go with, with you, man. Uh, I know those – I mean, there, there's a lot of bad. I mean, we, we haven't done all that great, man, of course, but what's your pick? You know, you know I think everyone's supposed to be the obvious, Kobe uh, Bear, but I think for me – For me, the expectations early on in the season and maybe last season, I think for me it will be Tyler Pasher, to be honest. For me, for me, because reason why, if you look at this, just not the stats, but his performance, he's played 16 matches, only got two goals and one assist. He's played almost over 600 minutes. And yet we have to start Quintero and Memo on the wing instead of him, you know? We, we understand with Corey Bear. Like, we need, okay, we understand coming the season, we don't want Corey Bear. You know, Pasher had his good times with Tab Ramos. You know, he got into the national team, Rakana, with Tab Ramos. You know, I think we had, like, maybe not like, okay, he's going to be like, you know, our savior. But, like, you know, we had at least an expectation, at least perform, do something. But now, like, with the past maybe four or five games, he's not even off the bench, uh, he's not even starting. You know, like what's what's you know what's wrong? Like we know, like what's wrong? He's not performing on the field. He's not creating. He's not the uh, the few shots that he had. Okay, they're wonder goals. Okay, we love it. It, it had the good vibe, but like other than that, he's gone missing. And I think that's that's is unpopular because I like him. I really do, but it just that's that's just how the season went. Not man, I agree a hundred and ten percent with you too. I was, you know, if it wasn't for Fafa scoring a few goals, you know, as of late, he'd basically be on the same boat for exactly what you said, man. The expectation was kind of high for them for how good the season went, right? Or last season, you know, Tyler Pasher, uh, I know our friend Finister would always say, like, we got him for, like, this amount of pastures every time he'll sign, somebody would get signed. Because we got him for really cheap, you know, compared to, um other players that we wasted a ton of money on but coming from the usl from indy 11 last season he played you know really well i mean well super super well right that he ended up getting called up to the canadian national team uh, and being a part of the roster for the Concacaf uh gold cup even though he didn't really see any playing time but that just shows that you know he can be a good player and and i'm with you man i feel like If if Tyler Pasher was actually playing well, he hasn't been injured like he was last season. You know, even even with injuries, he played very well. So to me, he's the worst player just because because of him not being able to take uh, one of the wing spots that we kind of expect him to do. 
we keep struggling to find other wingers, right? Obviously, that's why we Santiago. That's why we're signing this Nelson uh, Keone's kid. And it just, it makes no sense. And, and whenever you see, uh, see him and give him opportunities, he looks well one game. And then he'll go three games unnoticed and nothing happens. So it, it's just, that's, that's also who I pick, man, as the worst player. And I ever, I think there's really no wrong answer. And honestly, you can basically even pick anybody else that you can think of, right? You could on the team just because of how bad the team has looked. But guys, uh, let me see if I have anything in notes. I don't have any more notes. So if you guys want to add anything, this is the time. I know Christian got here late, so don't don't waste another 30 minutes, bro. But, uh, you know, if you want to add something, thing. feel free. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't got nothing to add. Um, no, I think – well, I just want to talk about the piece that uh, Dustin wrote. I think it's very important to kind of highlight that. And I know – I don't know. I'm pretty sure well, all of us read it, and and uh, some people have read it that are, that are listening right now. But if you haven't – I highly recommend for you to go and check that out. It's basically him talking about how those people that say Nagamura out should chill down. Um, and I think a lot of people share that same feeling. And I know a lot of people have that Nagamura out mentality. But, um, but yeah, I don't think it's, you know, me personally, I don't think it's the correct one, right? And, but he, I think Dustin has a pretty, he mentions a really good point of why that shouldn't be the case and and how we should you know start thinking about the future and stop being so which this is going to be probably like an oxymoron you know when when you have a team and you want to win but it's kind of you know i forgot the word that i was going to say but basically it's kind of if you are going to just think about the results of of these matches especially this year just this year if we're going to be talking about next year and, and you know the next five years Results are obviously going to matter how they should matter in any professional sport. But I think, you know, the Dynamo is going through a transition right now, transition period where we're trying to get better and we're trying to get the club into what it was back in 06, 07 or whatever. Um, so don't expect the results now, especially with the roster that we have, where we can't literally pick out, you know, the best player of our club and our best player of our club is our goalkeeper. <laughs> so like your first defender, is your best player of your team, which is, you know, great that we have Steve, but at the same time is he shouldn't be our best player. You know what I mean? He should be the other way around. It should be our stars, you know, scoring goals, basically, because scoring goals is what gets you points, right? The goalkeeper basically gets you points in, in the opposite way. He he kind of keeps them home instead of getting them, you know? But, uh, but yeah, that, go read that. And then, you know, if you would like to give us an opinion, go ahead and, you know, write a comment or whatever. And just even tweet at us, uh, you know, Dynamo Theory there. But, yeah, just that, man. You know, it's, it's a big conversation. Like, we can probably stay here for another 20, 30 minutes. We're probably not going to do that. But uh, but it's something that it has to be said. And if if you are a Dynamo fan, you know, I always say this, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I always keep it, you know, in between our chat. But don't be a fan of the results. Be a fan of the club. You know, be a fan of the colors. Be a fan if you are truly a fan of the Dynamo, be a fan of the Dynamo. Don't be a fan of what the Dynamo can do for you. But what can you do about the Dynamo, <laughs> and, basically, right? <laughs> and definitely don't don't come out there and compare it to, like, Chelsea or, yes. you know, the Real Madrid 
Well, you don't understand. Dumb. If you did, it's like no, that that that's not how it works, man. Not everything is FIFA dumb. career mode. You know, you can't just sell okay. and buy whoever the hell you want. Uh, but I'm Rodrigo- off the video games, guys. I'm done. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> uh, it's always great. Yes, sir. What do you want to add, man? Nothing. Just no wow. support. Support local. <laughs> Manny, you're good. Anything you want to add? Support, support local. <laughs> support your local case of that animal team. No, I, Actually, no. I, I, I'll be going to the Dallas um, Galaxy game this weekend. So oh, me that too. Shout out to Chicha. Some... Make, make sure you get yourself a jersey from their uh, team store, a chicharito. A galaxy, galaxy. Get yourself a get yourself a chicharito uh, jersey. Well, but what's up, Manny? No, I was like same point with uh, with uh, with with Christian said. You know, you know, it was kind of hard to see. You know, like we get it. You know, we want our team. We always have the expectation our team's going to win this year. You know, it's always an expectation. I think today's press conference with with Kenny, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we're trying to look in the future. We're trying to look, okay, what we can do now, you know, you know, he's talking about his Dynamo Dose team, you know, now, but like how this is going to be a platform to help the first team. Like right now we're just thinking like right now it's a project. It's like right now we're just developing, getting players fit. And so we all can be in contention for, you know, because the main objective from Dynamo Dose and Dynamo One is to help this team succeed. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. You know, it's not, it's not, we're not, it's not like, uh, like when I come to think of, you know, the ads for like, you're going to lose your body weight, you know, this pill is going to help you lose weight and in 30 days, you know, that's not, that's not how it works. You know, you know, it takes time and dedication and effort and mistakes. And we've seen it throughout this whole week, you know, this whole season, we made mistakes, you know, it's a process, you know, Diamond was losing the weight slowly, but it's, it's getting there, it's getting there, it's getting there. So we just got we just got to be there until the end result. I know Chris is laughing. He's got something to say. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got. Yeah, let me just throw this in there because I heard. I don't, I don't know. I forgot where I heard it. That somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day." And then somebody answered, "Well, we're Rome as an empire." <laughs> you know, we're just the Houston. Say, "Amava, Senor, go." I got you, bro. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, like you so dumb. But yeah. but yeah, people would try to compare the Dynamo to like, you know. Like you I'm think fact, about when Rome yeah, like, is actually built on top of another city, so it's two cities. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's all we have to do. We just oh, we basically okay. build on top of San Jose. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're forming an empire. <laughs> but yeah, like I I know it's kind of hard to to see, but like we have to start thinking about the Dynamo here in five years. <laughs> I know, like nobody wants to think about the future. But I mean, it's it, it's gonna be a slow progression. We're not gonna be. That's the thing. We're not gonna be Austin, by the way. So you know, if you well, I don't know, but I don't see ourselves going the Austin route. The the like one year we suck, and then the next year we're in second place, fighting, you know, with LAFC for the for the shield. Like we're not gonna be Austin. We're not gonna be Dallas. We're not gonna be you know whoever your your other favorite team is. Because let's be honest, a lot of people like other teams, but you know they. They call the Dynamo home or whatever. But, you know, we're not Chelsea. We're not Liverpool. Like, we are the Houston Dynamo, and you have to think about that. Think about the resources we have today. Think about where we come from and where we are. And the mistake, like Manny said, the mistake that we're still making, that our general manager just 
admitted to yesterday about a player that was supposed to, you know, bring us some great, you know, power up front. And, you know, the whole club messed up and, you know, it, it was what it was. So just build on that, man. And don't put, you know, expectations like, don't put positive expectations and don't have negative expectations. I'm talking about a specific person on Twitter that everything that he says, <laughs> it's completely negative. And just literally every single thing, it's completely negative. And he's like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We, we suck. We lose. It's like, uh, bro. They, there's always those I told you Support. Stuff. Support. Support. Like, if you want to be a loser, support something else, bro. Like, go become a Cowboys fan. You know? <laughs> just go there. You know what I mean? But stop bringing your day-to-day negativity in something that we're trying to build. Like, we are looking for people that are going to support the team no matter what. So, if you want to go support something that is always going to let you down, but you like shiny stuff, go be a Cowboys fan. You know what I mean? But leave the dynamo where it is. And, you know, whenever we get back to the top, you know, we'll call you back so you can jump back in the bag wagon as most people do. So. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll be out. I'll shut up now. I'll, I'll, end, the, I'll end this by saying, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry you're disappointed that Pep Guardiola wasn't the coach that came in. You know, I'm I'm sorry that, You know, nobody came to this team that was in last place two years straight, and you're like, where the hell's Messi? You know, like, it does not how it goes. But uh, we'll end and I'm, sorry, and, I, and I'm sorry the Dynamo doesn't have the imaginary bank account that Barcelona does to get players out of the blue when they have no money. Well, that's why Barcelona's in bankrupt, bro. I uh, get the well, joke, then, out of the blue, because, you know, <laughs> Chelsea was linked with most of them. Uh, <laughs> all right, Good but one. what's it called, the... Uh, guys, we'll let Christian close us out, man. Tell the people how they can connect with us. And then, Rodrigo, you can close it out. My bad. All right. One last thing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find uh, us at Dynamo Theory, uh, dynamotheory.com to get, you know, everything that you need and you love there. Uh, we can, you can find Dynamo Theory at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Chris Butalias on IG and Twitter. You can find, I don't know these, but you guys correct me. Uh, Rodrigo Segura 03 and uh, Rudy Segura 1. 01 and Rodrigo Segura 3. It's backwards. And then I'll get it. I'll get it someday. Man. And Manny, what, what uh, yeah, give, no you, give your handle, man, for Twitter or how the people can connect you? Yeah, it's Manny, uh, Manny, Manny Vela 4. So that's where you get that. We got 1, 3, 4. You got to be 2, man. Yeah, Christian. <laughs> missing it too. I mean, why put numbers? Just go regular. Have a <laughs> have a unique last name like me. <laughs> and Rodrigo, go ahead and close out, man. All right. Uh, thank you, Houston Dynamo fans, for listening. We appreciate your support. And remember, actually, if you <laughs> know, you know. What? He <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just oh, ended there. You know, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>